0: Everyone, and welcome to Game of Bros, a yet another Game of Thrones podcast. I am your host, Chris Taschew, and I'm joined once again by my longtime friend, your friend and mine. I've known him since I was a child. We're gonna be talking about children marrying adults in this episode of the show. My friend and yours, Yashar Perasta. <coughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> Sorry. <coughs> so Yashar keeps trying to do a dragon impersonation, and it's not working out for him. So Maybe by the end of this run of the show, you'll have nailed
1: it. I, I think so. I'm either that, or I'm literally just gonna have like no more linings <laughs> in my lungs. Yeah, you're,
0: um, you're throwing, you're throwing, you're just like all of your voice box and everything just destroyed.
1: Would you rather have no voice box or have to have hair that looks like a Targaryen wig?
0: <laughs> Boy, yeah. I think I would rather have no voice because those Targaryen wigs seem really heavy. So on this episode of Game of Bros, we're going to be talking about the second episode of the first season of HBO's spin-off series, House of the Dragon. That episode is titled The Rogue Prince. So that episode aired August 28th, 2022. And this episode is all about the titular Rogue Prince. Who is that? Who is that man? That madman, that mad Matt Smith, that Damon Targaryen's up to no good. He went on out to Dragonstone and he's looking to he's looking to get some dragon eggs and have an heir of his own and then kill the king and become the heir. And his bloodline will take over the throne. And you know what? Raynera Targaryen don't like that very much. And I don't blame her. And that is the uh that is the crux of the conflict for this episode, but we get a little introduction. Of somebody new, somebody that I'm frankly excited about. I don't know about you, man, but the crab feeder,
1: bro. What in the fuck are we about to see with this show? So in the first episode, the, the king has like a weird sass or something?
0: The, the thing with the Iron Throne is it's supposed to be an uncomfortable throne so that you don't get angry and let your emotions get the better of you because oh. the throne will cut you. But the real king is meant to not be able to be injured by the throne. Cue Viserys having a wound from the throne on his body. But on the one on the he, back, we're not sure. That's from the throne. And just like the wound on his hand is from the throne. He keeps getting cut by the throne is what's going uh. on.
1: I didn't. I didn't really understand. Anyway, they have. That's like, a, like, like I said.
0: Like there's some Game of Thrones, like lorezy stuff behind. Okay. It. But yeah, the real sure king, like the the, the, a the throne is. Or no, the 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 Iron Throne is meant to be the way it is, so that you are a controlled king or queen and you're not flying off the handle because if you do you fucking stab yourself so the real king is supposed to be not able to be injured by the iron throne or get injured by the iron throne hence why viserys in the first episode has a sore on his back in this episode his his hand is screwed up now and he's sticking his hand into maggots
1: yeah, he cut it at, at the end of, like, episode one. And there's a six, there is, a a there is like, a six-month or so time jump. Right,
0: so, right. And then on top of everything else, we have six months. So this episode opens six months after
1: the first episode. Damon right. basically leaves King's Landing, takes over Dragonstone, which I think is the same place Daenerys was hanging out when she came to Westeros. Right, we get to see um, the
0: throne room and uh, the throne yeah. room in Dragonstone. Looks very similar. Some of the
1: CG, like... Especially of King's Landing looked a little wonky to me. I don't know if I don't think they gave that. the show as big of a budget. Well, which is okay. Thing, which is okay. Is it?
0: Is it? Because the dragons look great, and and like I also right. But the dragons look, have to look great.
1: But I I wonder like is this the issue they're talking about? Where like there's just so much content, these CG houses are like overworked, so it's not necessarily a lack of funds, but it's more of like literally just a lack of time. On the, I don't. I. I, genuinely I think
0: the know. budget for this show is going into the things that are important, like the CGI dragons, because this is the House of the Dragon show. It's about the Targaryens. Like they got to nail. Yeah. If
1: they're going to nail anything. Nail the dragons. And, and this one had the open, the actual proper opening with the song, which oh. I, was, I was into. I, okay, I mean,
0: I've seen takes of this online now, and I feel like we need to kind of mention it. The show's theme song is the Game of Thrones theme song. You have I'm a not with a, that. I'm not a fan, and I will tell you why. It evokes a show that I wasn't a fan of, and also this you were a fan
1: of until the end.
0: Yeah, but but again, my overwhelming experience with Game of Thrones it like still is not super positive. And that theme song I do associate with the original run of the show. Why not do something different? It's not even titled Game of Thrones. Colon house of the dragon. It's just house of the dragon. I think if you really want to prove to me that we're starting fresh here, that we're trying to put our best foot forward, do you do the same intro? Do a do something that evokes the original invocation of the original, even don't even evoke it, just invocate it. Just look, Ramin Jawadi is amazing. If you've watched Westworld, he's just as amazing there as he's But here. like, don't I haven't seen the new season though, so. I gave up after season two. So you haven't even seen the last two seasons. So your opinion might not be the one to listen to. I haven't seen the most recent season. Third season of this show is not great, uh, granted. But I've heard the most recent season I heard is the- decent. I
1: heard season four is
0: actually season three is a drag, but season yeah. three, if season four is good and it redeems how kind of lackluster season three is, season three will just be a season that had to get us to season four. Not an excuse, but I mean we've we've seen seasons <sighs> of those shows before. Dude, season yeah. seven of Game of Thrones is essentially just getting us to season eight. Like that's the way it felt in a lot of ways. Like people are on boats half the time, you I know, mean, whatever. Bro, I'm I'm a, I'm into boats. But I really was like kind of taken aback that they use that 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 theme song i was not a fan
1: to the point we talked about in the last episode that we said you know they wanted to kind of go back to the original game of thrones roots which is why they chose this instead of the longest night or uh show that they had shot blood so it's
0: blood moon was the title of that show blood moon yeah at least that was the title it was shot under
1: yeah i'm sure it would have been interesting anyway my point is like it's not surprising and I mean, I fucking love the song. Everyone loves the song. No, I mean,
0: it's, I mean, when you hear, when you hear the, da, na, 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 I mean, you know what that is. Like it's the so
1: intro's different.
0: It's intro is different, but the song is the yeah. same. It's yeah. the I same. It's not, were... <sighs> dude, you could have done something like any, any little transformative something. I mean, even a show like Barney Miller, changes its theme song. I mean that show's in the 70s and it changes its own theme song from season to season.
1: Like but it's you, like all all the Marvel shows have like like that Avengers like, you know, thing at the very beginning.
0: So 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 maybe my real problem is the commodification of Game of Thrones.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Well,
0: maybe yeah. that's what it is. Like I I appreciate from a um from a standpoint of like we're trying to keep everything like one to one like this is Game of yeah. Thrones. So like it's a unifying theme. And it's a unifying kind of formula that we can use. Like, okay, so the next Game of Thrones show is going to have the same Game of Thrones music, but a little bit of a different intro, right? That's now the expectation. I don't like that. I think that this is its own show. It should stand as its own show. And I think a theme song of a show, yeah, even if you, me, and everybody else hits that goddamn skip intro button, somebody spends their time making those intros. Somebody spends the time making those music. And I know Ramin Jawadi could have done an amazing theme song for this show that would have been something different and unique, but still hearkening back to the done the, and what we expect from the show. That's yeah. all I'm saying. It to me is just a weird choice for a show that I thought would have been trying to do everything in its power to not make me think about the last time I heard that theme song, because the last time I heard that theme song was listening to the last episode of the final season of that show. And that episode is probably the worst episode of that show. One of the worst episodes of that show.
1: Who do we make the king?
0: Well, you know. People um. like stories. <laughs> people like good shows that don't shit the bed right before the show ends. Yeah, that's um, what people like. And you know what? People like this show seemingly because uh, you know, seems like people uh stuck around for a second for a second episode. People are still talking about it.
1: Yeah, and uh, you know, we've learned that healthcare in uh westeros consists of just like putting your shit in a bunch of bugs or like having crabs eat it off of you well so let's
0: talk about a a little bit about prince admiral Kragis drahar otherwise known as the crab feeder let's call him the crab feeder uh mr crabs mr crab man send me some crabs he uh what an interesting uh character design
1: huh was that so that's supposed to be him at the end of the episode yeah
0: with the like weird like leather
1: mask on yeah he he, kind of looks like uh, a character like a from a fighting game. I um, can't think of it's which. A one. character from a horror movie. Yeah, it's
0: I- like it's you know you you mentioned it a little bit. And I didn't know where you are going with it, but you said like Game of Thrones has some weird shit in it. Yeah, like the White Walkers. Like yeah, you know like that's when I think of the the, the crab feeder. Like all I'm thinking about is the the Night's King, which bad thing to make me think of. I'm sorry. Like, uh, uh, you know, say what you will about the final episode of the last season of the show, but the way they handled the Knights King, the big bad of the series, like, my yeah. hope is with the crab feeder is he's like a two or three episode or three episode villain. Yeah. But like they give him enough to do in those two to three episodes that like by the end of it, you're like, I'm glad that he's gone, but I got enough out of him that I needed. Unlike the Night's King, who was like they teased him for eight seasons. And then when he showed up, it was like it was like,
1: well, we got a couple like cool battle episodes with him earlier. But yeah, but like with the, for the final battle, it was a bit.
0: Everybody has forgotten hard home because of how bad everything else is. Like, it's just, yeah. it's hard ho- for where that character ends up at the end. It's so hard for me to like have any interest in revisiting. You, know, It's like, it's like the X files for me. Like if I were to go back and watch game of Thrones, I probably wouldn't watch the mythos episodes of game of Thrones where they're focusing on like the myth arc. Of the, mm-hmm. the Night's King and stuff, I would watch like the more kind of self-contained episodes of the show because yeah. they really like they really just botched that completely. And my hope is with a character like the Crab Feeder, they have given themselves the opportunity to say, we we saw how the Night King turned out. Maybe this Crab Feeder is not the villain for the rest of the show. I'm sure he isn't, but he is nah. a he is a threat to Matt Smith, to Damon Targaryen. And he's also a threat to Corliss Valerian because but because he's, he's actually because they have to team up now to fight him is what it's kind of sounding like.
1: He's an opportunity for Damon. right? So, so the, the crux of this episode is the, the is is Mr. Krabs is basically fucking up shipping lanes. Corliss's whole thing is shipping lanes, commerce, and he wants his strength is to, the sea, the sea, yeah. And he wants the king to basically send, let him send his navy to go like crush not a rebellion but like basically these pirates.
0: They're pirates. I mean, they're they're pirates.
1: But because it's in the area of the free cities, the king has a mandate where, like, we don't basically instigate wars, right? And and he says,
0: like, who do you think is who do you think is financing the crab feeders?
1: Like, yeah, because he's like, well, there's you know, it's they're not sovereign or whatever. He's like, obviously, like the free cities are, are housing them. Um, and so, uh, you know that you know they, even though they maybe found some WMDs, they didn't want to go invade immediately, right? Like their um, their
0: their hands are tied, and the yeah. entire the entire kind of conflict of the episode is: does the king marry Corlys Valerian's daughter, or does he marry the daughter of Sir Otto T- Hightower? His hand, because if he doesn't marry Corlys Valerian's daughter. The problem is he won't have Corliss Valerian in his yeah. pocket forever.
1: Yeah. So let, let's rewind a bit. So basically, the king tells Corliss, like, he actually bucks up and shows some strength and says, I'm not going to do this. I'm trying to handle this diplomatically. So, like, Corliss is like, okay, the king kind of owes me one. Let's unite our houses, even though Corliss's wife is the king's cousin, the queen who never was. Right. Um, so, meaning that his daughter would be like his second cousin. or I don't know. I mean, Targaryens fucked each other all the time, but. It wasn't unusual, but they were related. Um, and we hadn't seen the daughter yet, so we kind of didn't know who she was, how old she was. Uh, how old she was. F- almost
0: feeling like the the key phrase here.
1: Yeah, because we knew, like, the king, uh, you know, could go younger, but we didn't know how young. So Corliss wants to marry off his daughter to say, okay, if I can't get, like, people fighting for me, at least, like, I, I know I'm basically guaranteed uh, potentially lying to the throne or at least, like, my influence in the court. And he pitches the King on marrying his daughter. And actually everyone in the court, even like Otto, is basically like, yeah, like do it. Like it you makes can better when she's
0: 14, like she's 12. Yeah, now makes, she'll be 14 in two years. Like and that sense. in this yeah.
1: universe, it's, and then we're introduced to Lena and we have the world's most awkward date. Um, scene. Mm, it's
0: a 50 year old man with a 12 year old child in a dreadlock wig.
1: Oh, and her wig is.
0: That's this is this is where Ooh. this is where this is where the rubber meets
1: the road, baby. Because this is Honestly, where we we kick the wig we kicked the wig game into high gear here. I would have just hired a naturally blonde actress for that role, like because that wig was distractingly bad.
0: I don't like, understand. I don't like for it. Was a show so- that looks as good as this show and with as high of a budget as this show? Like my like- god.
1: Was, like i was just distracted because the whole scene's so jarring because a she's much younger than you're expecting because you don't know what who, how old she right is. which
0: is which is which is the intent of the of the it, main char- it's, that's it's, the intention is to be like oh yeah. my god like no god, no she's, no please no she said
1: <laughs> and 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 viserys like you can tell doesn't really want to do this but like yes at least but he understands uh, the
0: he understands the political machinations behind it
1: yeah, and he has so this humor, and he does ask her, and everyone's basically like, yeah, it's, like, a little weird, but, like, long-term, it makes sense, and, like, she could potentially give you an heir, and people are expecting, because he even says it's only been six months, like, well, people expect you to kind of, like, pump out babies, bro, and so then, so this is weird, he's walking with this, like, 12-year-old, who's also his cousin, and also her wig, dude, I was just like, what, it, that was, I sent to, his. that's actually how we spread this podcast, I sent you a Snapchat, how horrible her wig was yeah you're like let's do a podcast
0: well i mean again you know like i i I guess i have a hard time really understanding how during the dailies somebody saw that and went yeah this is great like i don't i don't know like i appreciate them trying to like we said in the last episode like hue closer to the myth mythos of those characters of the targaryens and like the expectation but Boy, 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 boy. This was just, this scene needed to exist because we needed to understand how awful this is and how kind of utilitarian and tactical Corlys Valerian can be, but...
1: Pimping out his own child. I get like, the distinct... Like, like I literal dis- child.
0: I get the distinct feeling somebody somebody by the name of Daemon Targaryen is going to end up marrying her, but that's just... Oh, I I that's think just me it. i that's just me like uh, i i think it i think that's where we're headed i think that's what makes sense but because i think an H. but they show but they always show viserys they show damon is doing what viserys won't and so that's why i say that because like viserys was and by the end of this episode we find out clearly not on board with that but yeah like it's a really weird scene but it's meant to be weird but i'm yeah. I, it's just like it's it's yeah, unsettling. the 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 thing with the wig is taking away from the weirdness of the scene and making it weird in a different way. It's like it it
1: it, it takes a surreal. It, it's the whole thing is just bizarre.
0: Yeah, but yeah. So the in, essentially the conflict of the episode is who does the king marry, and by picking who he's marrying, it's going to set into motion other people making decisions about their their loyalty
1: to him. I mean, yeah, I mean, because at the end of the episode, he basically he says, "I'm going to marry someone," and we're like, "Oh, okay, he's going to marry." his cousin, cousin child um and then he's like no i'm gonna marry allison which also now i understand marriage back then was you didn't like date for ages or whatever but usually like the other person would know <laughs> you're getting married so i was like well, unless you kind of have to i know she will he's, he's the king the, but it's a little weird right like, you don't you that, don't displease your king because it's like that's that's actually we've seen viserys and that's not really like a move he would do right you know he's I mean? a very
0: he's- is he a is he a wet rag? No, nah, he's he, he
1: doesn't want to. Nah, be a I want king. that
0: noise as my ringtone that you just made.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's like but, but like be
1: like, Herman over there. <laughs> I feel like he would have at least discussed it with Allison, right? He would have just be like, "Oh, he's just like a yeah. thoughtful king, right? Not not the
0: kind of guy that like is is doing like the LeBron James equivalent of like ah, and this is who I'm deciding, like yeah, like the, yeah, because like what it, it, like that was okay." Let's just call it what it is. It's a very thematic scene. It exi- like but like but 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 like did anybody actually think he was going to marry Lena Valerian? Like that's the problem. Like there's not a there's not a moment in my mind where we think that. But the the reactions of the characters I did appreciate cuz Corliss Valerian is proper pissed.
1: He's pissed. And then this goes back to the thing we we're talking about with Renera. Like, are Renera and Allison like a thing? I think they are. Because then this adds a whole other thing. Because actually in the episode, Allison gives him advice, seeing advice, because they do kind of have this weird friendship where um, she kind of helps him get closer to his daughter since his wife died. And so they actually start mending things and they're communicating better now that this is happening. Like, now is going to feel betrayed. We don't really know where that's going to go. Um, but like, yeah, because she ha- she has a big scene earlier where she, because oh, let's re- let's also rewind. So Damon isn't in much this episode, but like you find out, he steals an, the uh, dragon egg meant for the original king's heir. Interesting performance by her. I don't know what they're doing. Um
0: Shade, shades of the Peter Dinklage's prostitute yeah. character from the last from the last show
1: they're just like yo we want an attractive person who can't really act
0: yeah well they got it last time too so
1: <laughs> you know
0: I don't want to speak ill of people's acting abilities but like yeah no I uh, for for me for me the fact that Matt Smith is not in this episode very much is a shame. I know he's not the main character of the show and that's fine. And yeah. that, that in and of itself is a shame, but when that, the scene between him and Rhaenyra on that bridge, a dragonstone, is fantastic. So what you were talking about, Matt Smith goes to Dragonstone, he steals a dragon egg because he wants to have a kid. Having a dragon's egg in the cradle with the kid is tr- Targaryen tradition.
1: And so, and he's, he, and he's fucking with the king because he's taking like the king's son. Egg. Right, yeah. And, and she's and so, not pregnant. She's not actually pregnant.
0: Right, he's like, you know, she's going to be pregnant eventually. We want the egg now. And it's like, maybe when she's pregnant, then you can have the egg. Because, you know, again, he's trying to call the king's bluff and the king tells Rhaenyra not to go interfere. He sends Otto Hightower. And look, The way the scene is set up, you expect that the moment that dragon shows up, he's going to charbroil those dudes on the bridge and they're not coming back. And then you get this great shot of Rhaenyra coming through the clouds and coming up on her dragon. And it's fantastic. And it undercuts your expectation because in the first season of the show or the first iteration of the show, that scene We've seen that scene before with Dick and Tarly and where they get roasted. I mean, you've seen that. Yeah, that's what your expectation is, is Matt Smith is going to go Dracaris, roast Rhys Iphons. Tough shit. He's gone. Here, the dance with dragons begins. Rhaenyra prolongs our wait for the dance of dragons. This is a moment where Instead of zigging, they zagged because, again, nine times out of ten, this scenario goes poorly. Everybody on that bridge is dead. But she shows
1: up and diffuses it. I will say, though, it did seem like... I, I don't know if Paul Holbert, but tactically to go to Dragonstone, knowing he has a dragon without a, and you know, he's like a bit unhinged.
0: It seems like a suicide mission. That's the way I interpreted it. It is like, it's a suicide. He like re auto high Hightower. Doesn't expect to come back from Dragonstone was my
1: interpretation. I'm just saying like, why wouldn't they take a dragon rider with them? Like that just seems because like then, a, because a, a then weird... they
0: might take the dragon from them and have two dragons.
1: I guess so. But it just seems like. Remember what happened to the night King with his dragon? I understand that, but it's kind of like, uh, it's deterrence, right? If you have two dragons, you're less likely to like start roasting because.
0: Yeah. But then if you bring two dragons, one of them gets hit by a boat (laughs) that they didn't see.
1: (laughs) My my point is we're going to have so uh,
0: many opportunities to clown on the original show while
1: doing this. But I, I mean, like I said, it works for dramatic effect and impact. But like when you think about it, like, it's like oh, yeah, why no. would you go there without a dragon? It doesn't make and,
0: sense. And again, like that, again, that kind of goes back to what we talked about with the first episode, where there are just some things that are presented for thematic effect that don't really work and or serve the narrative in a smart way. It's like, if you think about it too hard. Or even, like, think about it from a plot and storytelling standpoint. There are easier ways to do that, and there are easier ways to get there that aren't as clunky and kind of on the nose. Yeah, because it's like, okay, Rhaenyra has to show up, because, like, it just has to, right? But, like, they... They do a sufficient amount of time, they do spend a sufficient amount of time ratcheting up the tension, so I appreciated that. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it and, did and, feel
0: and like and there was some tension there for the first time in almost the entirety of this show's run. There, I was like, this is some genuine tension here.
1: And we had that Kristen Cole. Ca- well, it's also because we get into the King Kristen Cole character who beat uh Damon before jousting, he's like the king's official guard, basically.
0: Well, well there's, there's that so there's the sense- scene where Rhaenyra's first job as the new heir is to pick the head of the Kingsguard because Matt Smith's Damon was the head of the Kingsguard and he left. And so she is brought in. And it's that moment where you realize that she, she's smarter than everybody else because they, you know, Graham McTavish brings all these guys into the courtyard and he's like, oh, this guy won this tournament and this guy won this tournament and this guy won this tournament. And she just turns to him and goes, I want someone with fighting experience because if he's going to protect the king, I don't want him to know how to joust. I want him to know how to kill someone and what it feels like to kill someone and be OK with it. And not saying that people who are jousting aren't, but they're, they're athletes in a lot yeah, of ways. Yeah. And so like that, it, it, I appreciate that this show is like, let's show you. Instead of telling you how how smart and tactically sound Rhaenyra is and will become, let's show you. And I felt like that was a really smart, well-done scene. And then you yeah. get the payoff of the scene. Later on, like you said, with Kristen Cole, who turns out to be, yeah, he's the guy who took down Matt Smith at the end of the first episode in the jousting tournament. He shows up again here and he's like, hey, remember when I whooped that- their ass?
1: that's kind of why I thought the dragon would have killed him. Cause I was like, it'd be really weird to have this hubbub about this character just to like immediately kill him. Right.
0: Well, and again, I mean, the moment, I mean, you know, as much tension as there is, as soon as Rhaenyra shows up, you know, nothing is going to happen, you know? And that's, and that again, like that's where we don't have, like, I, I guarantee you, if you know, game of Thrones mythology, you probably realize that there was zero tension in that scene because th- these characters, histories are being told to us but people already know them because this is from the books, fire and blood. So like, again, if you know this, you know that there's no tension in that scene. So we're coming at this as two people who don't have familiarity with this source material, which is nice because again, if we did, we, this, we, our interpretation of the scene would probably be vastly different.
1: And you do. And the interesting thing we learned about the scene is like the sort of relationship of closeness that's hinted at the first episode between Rhaenyra and Damon is kind of like, Emphasize, Even though, like, Damon is on one, basically, and just kind of completely... He's on the warpath.
0: Like, he wants to be the heir. He thinks he's the rightful heir, and, in, and you know, he doesn't not have a claim.
1: And you could argue, like, he has a chance he could kill Renera and become the heir, but, like, he does, he, in his fucked-up way, he loves her, and, like, he respects her and vice versa. So, like, that's why I'm saying he's not a traditional, like, I'm just going to kill everything type of villain. Um, Like, like he has, he has lines. He won't cross.
0: Right. There is a level of grade. His character. That is that it's a, it's appreciative. I appreciate that as someone who watches a lot of stuff like you do, because it's a nuanced villain. It's not just like, he's a bad guy. It's like, he, he is a villain, but at the same time, you can understand why he's doing what he's doing. He doesn't want to be left out of the succession. And when that's all you, I mean, look, you know the the rich and the powerful in these universes like they have all this money and and wealth and stuff but ultimately all they care about is power oh, and like yeah. that is all that matters to him like he could have all the money in the world but all he cares about is whether or not he's king and i and it's a single singularly focused character but i like that they bring a lot of nuance to it because again Ryan Condal these first two episodes have been pretty good pretty sound for the most part narratively at least from like a making sense from scene to scene. They kind of hang together. I mean, later in that original run of the show, that show stopped making sense from scene to scene. It stopped making narrative sense. It stopped following a narrative through line. And that's, again, one of the problems. And it's nice to see Ryan Condell saying, this is what we're doing. This is how we're doing it. You see the path that we're taking. Maybe you don't know exactly where it goes, but you're willing to take the journey with me because you trust that I am willing to give you something interesting to watch, not just a generic bad guy.
1: Yeah. And, and that kind of actually leads. So he's obviously pissed because he gives up the egg and then Corliss is pissed because of the thing we spoke about where he chooses Alison, the uh, Viserys chooses Alison instead of uh Lena. And so Corliss goes to Damon to say, Hey, Damon, basically you go like, fuck up Crabman." man. Um, and so it seems like, the the way I'm reading this is like the conflict's actually it's not it's not Damon attacking the king. It's my guess is like Damon's essentially going to start like potentially a war or something, trying to sort of clean up Corliss's mess um, without sanctioning right?
0: and Viserys's That's, mess in a lot of
1: ways. Uh, yeah, well, Viserys did say he's trying to approach it by diplomatic means. We haven't seen what that entails yet.
0: Right. Um, but imagine so if, if you're a person in that universe and you're watching Damon Targaryen deal with the crab feeder and kill yeah. him and protect you. And Viserys is just seemingly sitting there. Who are you gonna side with?
1: Exactly. But I'm saying like that's one way it could go. Or it could go where he just like like just starts conflict, actually a lot of people die and it doesn't actually even solve the crab right. problem. Right. We don't know.
0: But yeah. the, I think for me, like my big takeaway from this episode is like I'm intrigued by whatever the crab feeder is.
1: Yeah, I don't really. We really don't know what his deal
0: is, right? Always like, see he's like
1: crucifying people on like driftwood, and, and then eating crabs the eating
0: them. Yeah, it's and you know what? Like I'm I'm excited for that because I don't know where this is going. I don't know what this character is, and the the wrap around because essentially the the crab feeder is the wrap around of this episode. You see him at the yeah. beginning, you see him at the end. It's. He's strange looking and kind of like a stark contrast to everything you've seen so far in this show, because everything you've seen has been rather high and proper and clean for as clean as this show and universe can get. And then you see, yeah, you see people being eviscerated on the beachfront by these like just weird shapes really like i did not know what was going on the first time i saw the beginning of this episode it was like it made me feel the same way some of those night king early on scenes where it's yeah. like what is happening in this show yeah. all of a sudden like you, obviously like that like, is happening but like but not explained, what. and it's not explained okay. like here it's a little less like supernaturally weird i don't think the crab feeder has anything supernatural to do with him maybe he does but i'm on board for wherever they go with that story
1: uh Probably takes him a while to like kill his enemies though, right? He's like, okay, I beat you guys, I gotta he's kinda like he's kinda like
0: the Boltons, right? From the first for the from the first iteration, like the flayed man. It's kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I hope it I hope it's handled better than Roose Bolton was and and
1: Ramsey was. Well, I mean, he didn't have shareholders back then because his process doesn't scale, you know.
0: Wow, get out (laughs) of here. Send your crab feeders. (laughs)
1: it's crab feeders incorporated uh crab uh,
0: feeders inc we feed all your crabs
1: we we uh we actually figured out we just outsourced the crab eating to like you know uh to (laughs) to our to our operations in essos so he's Uh, called
0: the crab feeder because he feeds dead bodies to the crabs which is a pretty cool that's a pretty cool name like yeah you know i i don't Um, know i i think the design's interesting uh you know i kind of have my reservations about this show doing something like that again given how poorly they landed it last time but Hey, and they also have four or five episodes and that's it. Like, that's that's all I kind of need from something like this. I don't need them to resolve
1: it three seasons from now. Like, no, 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 I don't. We don't. crab, crab man doesn't need that much. No, but like- we don't, I
0: don't think this show needs that period. If Matt Smith is that, then cool. You know what I mean? Like, then that makes perfect sense.
1: And Matt also in the scene with Corliss, Matt said also the thing where like Corliss was kind of talking shit about the king and he was like, hey, like I could basically talk shit about the king, but you can't. So that's what I'm saying. Right. He does have this like he, he with his family. There's a line he won't cross. Right. I mean, will he cross it later? Maybe. But above we all family, we, we do see him. He will basically do everything. But that final thing, like it. I don't, I don't ever think he would stab the era. No, I like would, would figuratively do it but he would not literally.
0: Right. And I mean, you see that in the scene towards the end of the scene between Rhaenyra and Damon, where he, she goes, you're going to have to kill me to become the heir. Like you don't have a choice. You have to like, your options are not be the heir or be the heir, but the only way to become the heir is to kill me
1: and do it, do it. then." And he, and he gives her the egg, which kind of says like, you're okay, right. Like, I can't You call like, my bluff. Yeah, you, you,
0: you, you can't, I can't, you're right. And I'm not going to, at least not right now. Maybe we'll get there. May, and, I, and I hope that like we do get there. I hope that Matt Smith becomes more unhinged. Like, just, yeah, just goes. I, full. He's already like where we are now. Like I said, in the first episode, like his character seems like it's from a different show. And like it's rained in a lot more here because, again, we don't see him as much, but he's just like mustache twirling villain in that first episode. And now it's like it's kind of there still, but we don't see yeah. him as much. I don't know, you know, maybe it's a less is more type thing if they did a whole episode with him maybe I'd be like never mind, maybe he, it was better when he was just used sparingly.
1: Even his conversation with his horrible actress lover um like he is like surprisingly reserved like mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like, you know, she's like being open with him. He's very much,
0: he's more reined in than the first episode. I
1: was like, I was like the character first episode, you feel like we just, I mean, obviously he does care about her, but like, you feel like we just like kill someone for just even talking to him. Whereas he's just like, oh, okay. Like fair. Like,
0: right. Like you're right. Like, yeah, I don't know. I, I, you know, when we talk about this show, ultimately it does come down to like the strength of the performances. Cause yeah, the CGI is great. The set direction is great. And the set design is great. But this show really like, lives and breathes off of the performances of the actors because they're being asked to do a lot. They're being given, yeah, plenty of dialogue scenes. And, you know, I was reading I read the a v clubs review of this episode, and they were like, What'd "It's just say? a bunch of talking." Like it's so boring, and it's a bunch of talking, and like,
1: uh, I, I like I and we said talk about this in the last episode. Like, is it due to budgetary reasons? It's intentional. Is it both? I think we'll I have a we'll better. Find out.
0: Yeah, I we'll yeah. have a better idea once the. I think we'll know more when the first season's over. Only because, like, I think what it is is they're setting it up, and I, I think they're. I think they're doing their due diligence and really laying the groundwork for whatever the conflict is going to be as the season progresses, and I think by starting out a little slow and maybe taking your time. Is it going to lose some people early on? Sure. But I hope, I believe the payoff will be worth.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I I think this was like, I feel like the first episodes are comparable in quality to me. Both were great. I'm all in. The one thing I said was, we still don't really have the view of like outside of the King. Right. And maybe we won't get it. And yeah, it's, I find it interesting because the whole thing, the whole show is, concerned with like who rules and it is a little weird to not know like what it's like on the other side of that but it's not like the end of the world it is something i would like to see more of i don't need 10 different out stories but it'd be interesting to see a little bit like i still want to know what the people think
0: right we haven't really expanded the we haven't we've expanded the world by one character in this episode, which I'm like totally cool with, because I feel like in the second and third episodes of the first season of the show, it was like we're getting like 30 characters each episode. Yeah. Like we're expanding the net and it's almost like it's almost like it's like pulling off a band aid, Right. Either you do it slow and kind of gradually, you're just like, fuck it. <laughs> we're introducing everybody like, all right, like, OK, because they introduced like 30 characters in the first episode of that show, like not even exaggerating, like 30 goddamn characters are introduced in that first episode of Game of Thrones. And you don't even know who's important yet, right? Right, you know right. You Like, like you have an inkling of an idea, and then it turns yeah. out, oh, all but, like, one of them make it to the end of the show. All but two of them make it to the end of the show, so. Yeah.
1: And, like, yeah, I, I I do expect this to be a smaller, just core cast of characters. right. Um, which is, I'm totally fine with, I'm just saying like. There's a
0: conflict among the Targaryen household. Like it has to be small, almost on the face of it, because it's not about the Targaryens and really someone else. It's about them infighting and ending their own like reign.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, although from what we understand in Game of Thrones, actually it's the infighting doesn't really cause issues. It's really just the Mad King just literally just goes. Crazy.
0: Right. So, so in spite so of like, all of their fighting, it doesn't matter I mean, anyways.
1: Yeah. We, we So there is some. But because po- po- of the fighting, resolution. but because
0: of the fighting, the Mad King is that king though. So, yeah. you know, it does, it is part and parcel of the, the conflict here that he ends up being the king.
1: Yeah. So, maybe there was a better candidate or something. Right. That which, which again, that like this conflict. That's yes. my,
0: that's my hope here is like, what, what's really exciting here for me about this show is I don't know where this is going and I don't want to know. Like, I don't want to go and read up because I want to be genuinely surprised because where this story is going is already been written and determined. And you can go read it right now if you want. I'm just not going yeah. to. I just don't want to. Yeah. Unlike unlike Game of Thrones, the way it ended being unknown to everybody, <laughs> which in and of itself is like it's own weird problem that we didn't really discuss. And I don't think so. that's the thing. This show doesn't have that problem. It never will. I, no, like, I mean, and is, you know what? That's amazing. Yeah. Like that. I'm more excited about that than anything else really like they don't have to, they're not going to sit and go, well, we don't know how this ends. So, uh, well, George, what do you think about this ending? Yeah. Okay.
1: And, and George, like I said, R. R. Martin is more involved in this, at least, I mean, who knows for the future seasons than he was the last, the, the game of Thrones. He's he was involved like, right now. Yeah. Like he's acting because he doesn't want to write. So he's like, I'll produce instead.
0: And to be fair, if everybody was telling you to write, would you want to write?
1: No, I mean, because ultimately like the ending he makes for game of Thrones, I don't think the, the end going to be different. How you get there is going to be probably a little bit more nuanced and whatever. So he's probably just like, I'd rather, you know, be a TV. I hope the, guy. I
0: hope the, I hope the ending is different. I, he I hope off the, the ending, ending is different. Like, like, like please. It, it's. But what I, are they going to, but here's the thing. Like, yeah, he signed off for the ending, but what is he going to do at that point? Like, yeah. There's so far, it's like, it's like, it's like saying like, I've made this cake, but inside of the cake, I have arsenic, but how do we want to decorate the outside? Like, you know Uh, what I mean? Like, like at some point it's like, well, what can I do? Like,
1: maybe he spends one of the books, like just about like Daenerys's kind of decline. Instead of like one or two episodes, you get like a whole book on it or something.
0: Literally one or two episodes. Literally one or two episodes of the show de- dismantles the main character of the show in two episodes. That is unconscionable, dude. Like, yeah. I still like, I, mean, I, I almost feel like House of the Dragon is like a, a big, we're sorry to the Targaryen family's storyline in general, because of all the characters that they did dirty, in the first
1: iteration of the show,
0: isn't it Daenerys that's done the dirtiest? Is I mean, it not? Yes. Is it not?
1: Yeah. Right? Because, like, she's ostensibly, like, I mean, not that she's perfect, and she does have a bit of a temper and stuff, but, like, generally, like, she generally wants, like, quote, unquote, good things, right? She
0: is the good, she is the targaryen who breaks the mold that's what she's set up as and then at the end they're like not just kidding she actually is crazy it's like wait wait what what you said she wasn't for seven seasons yeah yeah seven seasons and 10 episodes you said she was fine like
1: yeah you're like
0: she's cool like she's cool she's just like so to quote tyler the creator so that was a fucking lie
1: yeah it's it's yeah like
0: like again like you know i'm i'm already glad that this show has said, like, you know where this is going to go. So we can't do anything about that. But let's tell an interesting story in between then and now. But Game of Thrones, the original show, didn't have that. It had, it could have done whatever it wanted. And that's what it did. And, like, again, like the Targaryens, like, the, that's... I'm surprised I care so much about the Targaryens, given where the Targaryen story goes. Because the Tar- we know how the Targaryen bloodline ends, and it sucks on ice. The Jon Snow's the Jon Snow's out. yeah. Yeah. John, he's he's the last Targaryen, that's it. But like, he's not a Targaryen. Also, if the show explores
1: his why why is Jon Snow not blonde
0: because thematically, otherwise, it would have given away the fact that he was a Targaryen, yeah. yeah. But I'm just saying,
1: I'm like, okay, Jon Snow's not why is your hair blonde, bro? No, I'm like, Liana doesn't need to be.
0: Well, but, and, and, the and I, I think, I think again, like the Targaryen where I'm, like I said, I'm surprised I care about this, this show in a lot of ways because of how poorly the Targaryen story ends. Because it is the target, the Targaryen story is the final season of the final two episodes of Game of Thrones is the conclusion of the Targaryen story almost exclusively. And yeah, I, I, I shudder to think about revisiting those episodes, watching Daenerys blow up King's Landing, like just like, But, you know, know, it's like feels like such a weird it feels like such a weird ending for where this story is right now. But I'm trying to, like, forget so that I can care about these characters because these characters are Daenerys's ancestors, Like you know. These are the people that Daenerys is talking about when she's talking about the assholes going crazy. Like, she's talking about Damon Targaryen and everybody like. So, yeah.
1: it's like, it's, I guess it's like she's trying to bring it back to like when Viserys and like, I guess, mm-hmm. Jaharis were like, right, ruling. which is the way and her character like, is written up until the end
0: yeah. of the show. So, I, I like that we're seeing the time being given to the characters to build those characters up. But I want more Matt Smith. Uh, I,
1: my guess is we're going to be getting a good chunk of him coming yeah. up.
0: And I and you know what for as little as we're probably gonna get more of her because I think we're probably what two or three episodes away from it swapping over. Millie Alcock is amazing in this episode.
1: She's she's. I was actually thinking I was like. She could have been really annoying, but like really precocious
0: and just like
1: the actress is like like Matt Smith might be doing the most interesting magnetic thing, but I think of like the purely dramatic work, she might be the most impressive.
0: She is one hundred percent. She again, like we mentioned in the last episode, she's in her early twenties, but she's portraying a character who's almost almost a decade younger than her. So. That gravitas that an adult actor brings to the child teenager role, I think is really important because what she is portraying is kind of this stoic tactical leader, which is not a female character that we've really seen on this show before. Even Daenerys, like we mentioned, was kind of motivated by emotion. And that's where the character ended up. I guess you could say Sansa, but like this character is starting here. Like Millie Alcock's Rhaenyra is already tactically sound. From like this we're, episode.
1: We're going to see what this, because like I guess it's Allison, her lover or whatever. Now that Allison is going to be, I guess, engaged to her, or I guess her stepmom. Yes. Like
0: her friend, is, that, her possible lover is now her stepmom.
1: Which I think I've seen that movie. Um
0: And, and you know what? I, I don't know if there will be, there will probably be conflict that stems from that. It'll be interesting. I'll be excited to watch that. But
1: and also that means like she could potentially, I'm assuming, has the kid that's then that takes the air ship. Not that Rainera really wanted it, but it will right. take the whatever the It's always more of a put is. upon. Yeah. Let's see, it's, see, from- and it seems
0: like begrudgingly the king made her his heir. But again, yeah. she has she's she's slowly proving herself to be a competent worthy. heir, beyond yeah, worthy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you see the thing with her picking the king's guard, you see her showing up and preventing bloodshed between Damon and Otto Hightower. So, I, you know, I maybe she's verging on a little too omnipresent, too good, like not flawed at all. But yeah, I'm okay. You know what? If, if, if they bring that to the adult version of her character here in an episode or two, I'm okay with it. Set that stage. Give me an idea that like she is as tactically sound as she says she is.
1: And my guess is that Allison thinks going to kind of knock her off like her game, her her game, like she's going to. I don't know. We'll see. I, I mean, we'll we'll see. I guess. Um, yeah. Episode in a week. So uh, episode, overall, two was,
0: episode two was pretty good.
1: Yeah. I mean, so far, so good. No complaints. Like this is these episodes are uh, quality wise just as good as any of like maybe not the best episodes of Game of Thrones, but just as good as like when Game of Thrones was good. Like, you'd say, like, this is it?
0: Yeah, this is a pretty good show. And you know what? I'm not missing from this show that was so present in that first season of the original show. I'm so glad that this show is not, like, throwing tits and ass at us like crazy and just, like, <laughs> that was that was so, it was so unneeded. Like, it became a joke later in the show. You know, like, people were making jokes about, like, hey, how many tits and ass are in Lord of the Rings? None. Cause it doesn't need it. Like, and I'm not saying Game of Thrones needed it, but like the first season of that show, like I think there's a lot more tits and ass in that than you even remember. Like, really? it's oh. it's prolific how much there yeah. is, and it was all fe- it was all females. It wasn't like it wasn't that like there were dudes hanging brain. Like it was primarily full hanging frontal brain. I've, I
1: haven't heard of that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> hanging brain. Like there were not as many. They, there was, like, that whole backlash of the show, like, is this show, like, doing too much with – is it, like, excessive with the female nudity? Because they never represented male nudity until, like, way later into the show. I think the first time they really represented male nudity was uh, that the first season's – or the fourth season's, like, first or second episode where Pedro Pascal's, like, you know, bisexual – no, but he was with the it was with a woman and a man, you remember that? Oh, Very early on. And it was like his introduction scene was, was like this he was like why
1: they called me the Sans.
0: Yeah, like something to that effect. I'll be making Buy more for- money off of yeah. I'll be making more money off of another franchise than you'll ever believe.
1: Also, while Pedro Pascal probably had like the most prolific career out of anyone from Game of Thrones, like post thrones, like like Sean Bean was already quite famous, but like like and and most main actors have like good careers, but he like I don't know. I don't. His agent. Do they? Do, do they?
0: Does has has anybody really escaped the orbit of Game of Thrones in a substantive way yet? Uh,
1: uh, Richard Madden's done some TV shows. He's in the Eternals. Kit Harington was in the Eternals. In the Black Knight. Uh, the Eternals. Remember that movie? I don't. Yeah. Uh, uh,
0: Where were they when name? Thanos was fighting? Oh, they had to whole, write uh, a whole yeah. scene about that. Yeah, of course. Convenient. Man, I'm. I- I'm sorry, but like I'm, I'm, I'm. I think I'm marveled out, man. Like I think I've gotten there now. I think I'm right back to where I was in like 2010.
1: The new Black Panther. He does.
0: Did you see the last two Marvel movies? Or the last? I didn't two? see Thor: Love and Thunder, but I saw Doctor I, Strange, and it was not good. I thought well, you liked it. It was, was okay. Good. It was we yeah, did, but I've Doctor. watched it twice since, and I don't like it as much as I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I liked it, but Thor was solid. Anyway, we're on a path here with this show that I am excited to be on as I think you are as well. I think you're, I, I think as you've said, I think we're both excited to be on this journey with the show and that the show is doing something a little different. Um, You know what? Actually, before we end, I did want to talk about one specific scene. What did you think of the scene between the queen who wasn't and Rhaenyra between Eve best and uh, Millie Alcock?
1: It's interesting. Cause it's like, you can tell she doesn't really want to pimp out her daughter, but like she's willing, she's
0: to- played the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, and she lost, just, like, and
0: she lost. Like she's, she is a loser in the Game of Thrones. Like that's the way her character is being, you know, painted. And, and she,
1: she does have this like resentment about not right. being queen, being passed over, which yeah. understandable. But like after, at a certain point, you got to be like, all right, the jig is up. But that's why she's like, well, at least my daughter, you know, gets involved in like. It may not be me personally, but like my direct descendants, right, would get. It. But but you can tell she is she's down to do it. It's definitely not her idea. It's definitely. Or this is the one who's pushing. Right.
0: But I like that scene between her and Millie Alcock. I mean, you know, it is a little on the nose. You know, they're talking about, you know, well, you're a woman. And because you're a woman, you have no power. Yeah, and, be- and, and, power and you know, yeah. and you know, even though you want to say you have power and that you're, you know, the heir, like it doesn't matter. You're still a woman. You can't do anything about it. Like, I appreciate that. It's a it's a tad on the nose. I mean, I I as I'm sure you did, I listened to Miguel Sapochnik talk after the episode. And he's like, this is like the important this scene is like the crux of this whole show, right? And I'm sure, I'm sure by the time the show ends, that we will look back at this scene and go, "This is a microcosm of the show as a whole," which
1: is fine. Yeah, if you didn't have this like institutionalized sexism, she would have been the queen, and And then maybe things would have just been. And she wanted to be the queen. Viserys didn't want to be the king, and then maybe things would have just been fine, and maybe you never have the Mad King, and it's all because of sexism. Like, right.
0: And maybe the Night King is dealt with before anything bad happens. Like maybe, you know what I mean? Like oh, this is an because- inflection point here in the universe. Like this changes like Ray, like Balon the heir dying last episode, the baby, and Viserys making that decision changes everything.
1: Everything. And actually to your point, so uh Viserys in episode one does say like the Night King is a thing they've been the, the Targaryen's had been warned about. So like they're at least like it wouldn't have like you're right, they would have done something, and especially right. if they had their dragons and stuff. Like, so, it's again, yeah, it's a,
0: it's mean, a massive inflection point in the world of Game of Thrones, and this scene does speak to uh, what we even saw in the first iteration of I mean, the show.
1: Would you say that her, her getting passed over is the hanging chads of uh, wow. Westeros? Wow. Wow.
0: I mean, in a way, I mean, in a like, way that this I- is the entire theme of Game of Thrones, right? It's like people who get passed over for the throne feel like they should not have been passed over.
1: I mean that's all and sometimes they are qualified, but like and sometimes
0: they're right. They shouldn't have been passed over, but that's just the way it is in the Game of Thrones. Sometimes you play and win and some I mean you if you don't play you can't win or lose. Yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, you know, and you see this is this show is hewing closer to what I liked about Game of Thrones personally, which is the political stuff and the intrigue. Cause one of my favorite book series, Dune, Dune is inspired no, Game of Thrones is inspired by Dune because Game of Thrones injects into itself what Dune injected into sci-fi, which is the high political intrigue. Because Dune is a lot of that. And Game I mean, of Thrones is just like that.
1: I mean, just pure spice into the veins. Melange,
0: the spice melange. Uh, I'm excited to see what the third episode brings. I'm, I'm hoping to see more crab feeder. I'm hoping to see more Matt Smith. But you know what? I'm with you. I This is the first time in over a decade, I've been excited for Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm.
1: I'm. I'm honestly like I was. I was excited. to show it's like new Game of Thrones, but I was just like, uh oh, yeah, House Dragon sounds cool. Whatever. And
0: now I'm excited. Like I'm genuinely excited for
1: this weekend's episode. I'm like trying to find a dragon to ride around. You know, I'm just like,
0: <laughs> just don't, just don't pull a man and jump off your balcony, bro.
1: God. <laughs> so yeah, on the next,
0: <laughs> on the next episode of game of bros we're going to be talking about the third episode of the first season of house of the dragon it's called second of his name i wonder what it's about until then people could find you on the internet ishar if they were looking but i feel like you scrubbed your existence off the internet intentionally
1: yeah you can find me on wikileaks.com i'm just kidding um (laughs) you uh, can find me mentioned in these sony wikileaks uh i think i think i'm in some mar-a-lago documents (laughs) Um, (laughs) oh wow uh, uh, this is a joke. This is a joke. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, sure it is. I have not been to Florida in at least two weeks. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> <I'll> stop talking.
0: <laughs> uh, as for me, you can find me at cstasher.com, C S T A C H I That's my link tree. Go there for all the things that I work on, which are various and varied in their offerings. Uh, as for this show, Game of Bro, I've thought about it. Uh, I have. Haven't I'm not all? joking.
1: Haven't we all? <laughs>
0: I have genuinely thought about it. I don't know if you've just thought about it in passing.
1: Yeah, I mean, okay.
0: Well, why not? See, exactly. If you had an OnlyFans, I'd pay five bucks. Like, is that per is month that- or total? <laughs> 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 reoccurring. <laughs> I was talking to that, that, that recurring revenue, bro. Dear Yashar, I was talking to Kate tonight, and I asked her, has Yashar donated to my OnlyFans yet this month? He hasn't. Yashar, we're forgetting about you over to OnlyFans. Please donate <laughs> now. Uh, no, I don't have an OnlyFans, not yet. Uh, <laughs> if that's something people want, I mean give the people it's what crickets. they want. It's just
1: crickets. It's just
0: <laughs> I don't know. Like, yeah, like, I don't know, like what, but like a cheering noise in, in the background, like first down, like that's what people want. No, so but play, uh, like some
1: dragons crying in the back. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's what it is. Uh, yes. As, and you know, as for the show game of bros, that's the name of the show. That's where you can find us on all podcatchers. That's going to be the best way to get a hold of us. That's going to be the best way to find the show. That's going to be the way- best way to listen is just go on any podcatcher and search Gamer Bros. Give us a review and a rate on iTunes. That's what helps us the most. I would love to give you Shar the opportunity to make a dragon noise, but I do not want him to blow out the microphone once again. So...
1: <coughs> <laughs> well, did someone say Dracaris? <laughs> <laughs> Worth it.